This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, October 27th, 2023. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. They provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. Now, we start today's show with tragic news coming out of Lewiston, Maine, as a gunman shot and killed at least 18 people and wounded 13 more. Maine State Police have released a detailed timeline of the mass shooting in Lewiston that killed at least 18 people and injured 13 more at two separate locations Wednesday night as the manhunt for suspect Robert Card intensified across the state. At 6.56 p.m., the Auburn Communications Center was alerted that an unidentified man walked into just-in-time bowling, which was recently renamed from Spare Time Recreation on Mullison Street in Lewiston, and began shooting. Police said multiple 911 calls that followed confirmed the shooting. At 7.08 p.m., the Auburn Communications Center received multiple calls that a man had entered a bar and grill restaurant on Lincoln Street and opened fire. Police said multiple law enforcement agencies and emergency medical personnel were immediately dispatched to the locations, which are about four miles apart. At 8.06 p.m., police released a photo of the alleged shooter to the media. The surveillance photo showed a man wearing a brown sweatshirt and holding a rifle while walking through doors decorated with bowling pins and a bowling ball. At 9.26 p.m., the Lewiston Police Department received a call identifying the man in the distributed photos as Robert Card, age 40, of Bowdoin, Maine. At 9.56 p.m., the Lisbon Police Department notified Lewiston Police that it had located a white Subaru at a boat launch in Lisbon. The vehicle was confirmed to belong to Card. Card remains at large as more than 350 law enforcement personnel from federal, state, and local agencies continue to search for him. Authorities stress that Card should be considered armed and dangerous. Card is also a petroleum supply specialist in the Army Reserve, having enlisted in December 2002. An Army spokesperson told this to Fox News, adding that Card had no combat deployments. Officials have yet to publicly name any of the 18 victims, and police say Thursday morning 10 of the victims killed have yet to be identified. Police have confirmed that seven people, one female and six males, were killed at the bowling alley which was holding a youth league at the time of the shooting. Eight males were killed at the bar and grill. Three additional people died after first responders rushed them to Central Maine Medical Hospital in Lewiston. An additional 13 people were injured in the shootings. At least 80 FBI agents were involved in the search for Robert Card, in addition to agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, Drug Enforcement Administration, and Coast Guard, according to Senator Susan Collins of Maine. Collins made the comments during a press conference on Thursday evening, quote, I had a call from the deputy director of the FBI who told me that there were 80 FBI agents on site participating in the search for the killer, Collins said. State and local law enforcement agencies are also searching for card. Now, before we move on, I want to ask that you be praying for the community of Lewiston, Maine today. Pray that the Lord would be near to the brokenhearted as is promised in his word that he would bind up their wounds and grant comfort and peace to those who are grieving the loss of loved ones. Be praying that the Lord would be with local leaders in Maine, both political and law enforcement, and that justice would be served on the one responsible for this heinous crime and tragic loss of life. Now, moving on 
We go to Johnson begins House speakership with focus on debt, inflation, border catastrophe as top issues. Rep. Mike Johnson of Louisiana, the newly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives, kicked off his leadership role on Wednesday with a commitment to establish a fiscal commission dedicated to rolling back excessive government spending as a way to reduce inflation. He also called for the Senate and White House to stop ignoring the catastrophe at the southern border. Johnson described the nation's rising $33 trillion national debt as the greatest threat to national security and connected it to the level of inflation that America's families have been grappling with the last few years. The Senate and the White House can no longer ignore the problem. From Texas to New York, wave after wave of illegal migrants are stressing our communities to their breaking points. We we know that our streets are being flooded with fentanyl and all of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable, inaction is unacceptable, and we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it. The skyrocketing cost of living is unsustainable, and Americans should not have to worry about how they're going to feed their family every week because they can't afford their groceries anymore. Everybody in this room should think about this. Here's the stats. Prices have increased over 17% in the last two years. Credit card interest rates are at the highest level in nearly three decades, and mortgage rates are now at a peak we haven't seen since 2001. We have to bring relief to the American people by reining in federal spending and bringing down inflation. The the greatest threat to our national security is our nation's debt. And while we've been sitting in this room, that's right, the the debt has crossed almost $33.6 trillion. And the time that it's going to take me to to deliver this speech will go up another $20 million in debt. It's unsustainable. We have to get the country back on track. Now, we know this is not going to be an easy task, and tough decisions will have to be made. But the consequences, if we don't act now, are unbearable. We have a duty to the American people to explain this to them so they understand it well, and we are going to establish a bipartisan debt commission to begin working on this crisis immediately. Immediately. We all know that we also live in a time of bitter partisanship. It was noted. And it's been on display here today, right? When our people are losing their faith in government, when when they're losing sight of the principles that made us the greatest nation in the history of the world, I think we've got to be mindful of that. We're going to fight. We're going to fight uh, vigorously over our core principles because they're at odds a lot of times now in this modern era. We have to sacrifice sometimes our preferences because that's what's necessary in a legislative body. But we will defend our core principles to the end. In his farewell address, thank you. In his farewell address, President uh, Reagan uh, explained the secret of his rapport with people. And, and I like to paraphrase his explanation all the time. He said, you know, they call me the great communicator, but I really wasn't that. He said, I was just communicating great things. And they're the same great things that they've guided our nation since its founding. What are those great things? 
I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all, I think it's really quintessentially the core principles of our nation. I boil them down to individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. Those, those are the foundations that made us the extraordinary nation that we are. And you and I today are the stewards of those principles, the things that have made us the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world, the things that have made us truly exceptional. In this time of great crisis, it is our duty to work together, as previous generations of great leaders have, to face these great challenges and solve these great problems. I will conclude with this. The job of the Speaker of the House is to serve the whole body, and I will. But I've made a commitment to my colleagues here that this Speaker's office is going to be known for decentralizing the power here. Just a note, not a lot of clapping from Democrats on that last part. Now back to the Middle East. U.S. aircraft carriers and Marines are on the move towards Iran's military backyard. The situation in Israel continues to be tense as the Israeli defense forces are on standby to launch a large-scale ground invasion of Gaza. As of now, Tel Aviv has agreed to hold off invading until the U.S. military puts more forces in the area. The Israeli Air Force is pounding hundreds of targets within Gaza, killing and wounding hundreds of Hamas terrorists and Palestinian civilians. On the other end, Hamas continues to be defiant, launching missiles and small-scale attacks against Israel. The terrorist group holds scores of hostages and is threatening to execute them if Israel invades. According to the German newspaper Bild, the Israelis won't hold back a possible ground invasion of Gaza over the issue of the hostages. Hamas is currently holding over 200 hostages and has been using them as deterrence against an Israeli ground invasion. But with more than 1,400 Israelis killed and thousands more wounded, the Israeli government might very likely choose to go in and destroy Hamas despite what happens to the hostages. The Israeli army is likely waiting for the Air Force to take out most of the important targets before it rolls in with tanks and armored personnel carriers. Meanwhile, two more hostages were released this week as two elderly women were released on Wednesday. One of the women said, quote, when we arrived in Gaza, they told us first that they believed in the Quran and would not harm us. They fed us well, were kind, a doctor and paramedic visited us regularly, Everything was provided for us, end quote. But their experience leading up to the captivity in Gaza was traumatic as hostages were beaten and humiliated and they were snatched from their homes in Israel to Gaza's underground tunnel complex. Meanwhile, the international military presence around Israel continues to grow. European countries are getting ready for forceful evacuations of their citizens from Israel and Lebanon. German and French special operations forces have set up camp in Cyprus and are on standby for contingencies. The U.S. military has already sent two aircraft carrier strike groups in the region, and the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit, or the MEU, which is a special operations capable. The Pentagon has also relocated a number of C-130 tactical transport air aircraft and support personnel to Greece to be on standby for potential evacuation operations. Thus far, Israel has been adamant that it doesn't want any direct military assistance or foreign boots on the ground. However, Tel Aviv has allowed a number of U.S. military advisors to support the Israeli Defense Forces. According to Axios, U.S. Marine Corps Lieutenant James 
Glenn, a former commander of the Marine Forces Special Operations Command and with experience against the Islamic State, is leading the advisory group. The increased presence of U.S. forces in the region is also in response to credible threats about U.S. citizens and facilities in the region. According to U.S. defense officials, the Pentagon assesses the state and non-state actors in the region, mainly Iran, are considering escalating the ongoing hostilities between Israel and Hamas into a wider regional conflict. The U.S. military is ready to counter any hostile actions in the area. Whether Iran understands the danger is another thing. Now, in entertainment news, any Office fans in my news briefs? Office alums Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, no news on a reboot just yet. The Office is one of the most streamed sitcoms around, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. The show, spun from the British version created by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, aired on NBC for nine seasons. The workplace comedy nearly got canceled after its first year, but it found its creative footing and became a modern TV classic. The show said goodbye in 2013, with cast members like Steve Carell and John Krasinski drawing raves for follow-up projects like Foxcatcher and A Quiet Place, respectively. Now, Putt News reports showrunner Greg Daniels is prepping an office reboot. That's news to show alums Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, a.k.a. the hosts of the popular Office Ladies podcast. The two discussed a possible show return via their podcast, throwing some cold water on the possibility. Quote, we get asked all the time. There are always these rumors of another American version of The Office, Fisher said in the latest episode of The Office Ladies. Like a reboot or a remake or a spinoff. No one has ever in all these years contacted me about being on another version of The Office or any cast member, said Fisher, who played receptionist Pam Beasley on the series. Whenever I talk to cast members... Never heard anything, not a word, end quote. And then she continued, Do we need a 50-year-old Pam sitting at a desk at Dunder Mifflin? Of course, referring to turning that age next year. One cast member should definitely be invited back, though, she suggested. I like the idea that Creed still works there. He comes down from the ceiling at night, Fisher said on the mercurial character played by ex-rocker Creed Bratton. And that is your news for today. This has been your CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to our next conference in Dallas-Fort Worth, that's October 2024, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference next year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day. And Lord bless.